Netcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. Bandwidth for Mostly Photo is provided by Cashfly at C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com. This is Mostly Photo with Lisa Bettany and Leo Laporte. Episode 2, recorded March 29th, 2011. Mobile Photography. Mostly Photo is brought to you by Ford and the 100% reinvented Ford Explorer. With its thoughtful design, room for seven passengers, impressive cargo space, best-in-class V6 highway fuel economy, and available sync with my Ford Touch, the 2011 Ford Explorer is perfect for your adventures with the family. For more information and to RSVP for our upcoming photo walks, visit MostlyPhotoAdventures.com. It's time for Mostly Photo. I'm Leo Laporte. And I'm Lisa Betney. Hey, Lisa Betney. And hey. good, look who's here in the, in the beautiful Skyposaurus. The one and only Trey Ratcliffe from Stuck in Customs. Hi, guys. What's up? What's up? <laughs> in a, in a, how many years old is that commercial? It's, yeah. It's... Way old. So, uh, Lisa, what are we talking about today? So today I want to talk about mobile photography. <clears throat> because sometimes the best camera... Is the one you got. Is the one that you've got. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just had a, a, an excellent photo walk. And there were actually some people there with um, just iPhones. And they sort of came up to me and said, how do I get more out of um, my, you know, mobile photo pictures? And so that's what I want to talk about. Did they actually do the photo walk with uh, with iPhones? Yeah. That's yeah. so cool. It is cool. And, and I think that you don't, if you don't have a DSLR, then, you know, and you still are really keen on taking photos, there's no reason why you can't take them with your phone. You walked around uh, down by the uh, ferry building in San Francisco, and we had about 50 people come, which is awesome. really cool. Yeah. There's pictures of people taking, that looks posed to me, because they're it's all taking not- pictures in different directions. <laughs> I love that. I think it's so fun. And and you were able to to share some tips with people uh, as they were taking. And by the way, I like this a lot of point and shoots, uh, some some fancier cameras. But I love it that people are using you know whatever they've got. Yeah, the mobile photography. Yeah. So a real quick plug, and we'll we'll talk more about it in a little bit. But we are going to be doing another photo walk soon. Mm-hmm. Kind of excited if you go to uh, the website that Ford has set up, which is mostlyphotoadventures dot com. Uh, you can sign up uh, RSVP with that and uh, be part of the next photo walk. Yeah, it's a, it's a great Vegas. it's a great time to meet other photographers and really get inspired. And Oops. hopefully, I'll point out a few things that you didn't necessarily know, or you can learn from other people. And often, there's always someone who has a similar camera, or you know, where you can ask specific advice what lenses do you like etc or just um you know come out for the fun and really get really get shooting because i know there's someone that came out to me and said i just i bought this brand new camera and i've taken two photos on it yeah that's that's sad yeah take and pictures take take pictures it's not that they, you don't want to um i have all this equipment but i just never i got I'm busy life, and I, yeah, life I, impinges and i think um the whole thing with with mobile photography is is it's not so much about capturing the most amazing pictures it's about capturing moments right and moments you know capturing moments are really important especially if you you know you want to share those with your friends and family if you're traveling or actually the last time i saw you trey was a photo walk. You had a bunch of people on that Austin photo walk. 
Yeah, we had a bunch of people. And I think uh, if, if, any, if anyone's in the Vegas area, you should definitely join Lisa because, um, you know, what you were saying, Lisa, some people have only taken a few photos with their camera. And not everyone is a, a self-starter when it comes to their, their camera. They like to, you know, maybe it's like going to aerobics class or like a steps class. If they just go to it, right. then they start taking pictures. And so that's kind of what your photo walk would be like is an intro steps class. <laughs> and that's why I dressed like this because I, if you're not watching, I'm wearing my photography gear. No, I, I you know, I, when I put this shirt on, this is a new Scotty vest shirt and it's kind of a taupe. And so I thought I should put on a safari hat to go along with it. But you don't have to do that for a photo walk <laughs> no. unless you're in Africa. No. Well, let's talk about our subject of the day. I'll tell you what we're going to do is that Lisa's going to give us her three mobile photo tips. Trey, if you want to pitch in uh, and give us some afterwards, you can too because I'm sure do – you, do you have a camera phone, Trey, that you use? Yeah, I think mobile photography is very important. I've got all kinds of tips. Most of my tips revolve around um, creativity and using the mobile yes. phone to kind of find your creative self. I think that's probably true of you too, Lisa, right? Yeah, I, I kind of want to focus more on um, more technical tips because I think a lot of people, um, you know, sort of forget technique a little bit when they're using a camera phone because they sort of, you know, they, they're not using it as a camera. They're sort right. of like holding it like a phone. So, you know, my first tip is to pay attention to how you're framing your photo. Um, I mean, you have, you know, a beautiful display. You can see what's in your frame. So make sure that you don't have any, you know, tree branches coming out of the side or, you know, you're cutting off people's, the top of people's heads, people's arms and extremities. And, um, you know, you can really um, use having like seeing you know your full screen to your advantage and um, one thing that is sort of a basic compositional rule is the rule of thirds and um, I don't know Trey do you do you sort of pay attention to the rule of thirds when you what shoot? is the rule of thirds I, I don't like the rule of thirds I think it's he okay. likes the rule of one and one point three I think is no, it's, it's 1 to 1.68, 618. <laughs> That's a lot uh, harder is, to say. <laughs> which is close. Well, let, let me just des describe what, what the rule of thirds is. So the rule of thirds states that an image is divided into nine equal parts. Okay. Right? So if you, and a lot of cameras have grids on them that show this, right. this grid. So it sort of states that, you know, the important compositional element. So if you had a person in the shot or you had, you know, uh, a building that you would want to put that sort of where these points intersect and to have the image sort of mainly on one third. So I'm using camera plus here on the iPhone and that's an oh, example nice. of having the, the, yeah, well, that's Lisa's app. Might as well use, has, has the rules of rule, rule of thirds. But you, but Trey, you, you actually say that this is only an approximation of the true rule, which is the, the golden mean. Yes, I think the golden mean, the golden ratio is the best. And it's not that far off from the rule of Close thirds. Enough. And I think the, yeah. the rule of thirds is one of these things that has been accidentally passed down from teacher to student over time. And it sounds good. And it's better than putting things in the center, no doubt. But it's not quite the perfect spot. If you look at anything that's considered beautiful, whether it's it's architecture or the formations of petals on a flower or even the, some of the greatest uh, photos of all time, you'll find that some these the most important elements do line up at a ratio of one to one point six one eight. So it is, it is nature's point three three. It's nature's rule. 
It's not something some, you know, guy made up. Yeah. And, you know, if you're in Lightroom, by the way, people that use Lightroom, you can actually cycle through those overlays and there is a phi overlay. It defaults to the rule of third. But if you keep cycling through, you'll get to um, the phi uh, golden ratio overlay. So uh, you can. I mean, this is something you don't do in a camera phone, but you can if you're in Lightroom or Aperture, mm-hmm. re-crop, rearrange your Yeah, you, I mean, you can do that. I think that's something that, that a lot of people don't think of is if you get really great shots, you can, you know, process them afterwards. You can process them within... I'm um, sitting with the king and queen of <laughs> post-processing. I mean, Trey and Lisa both, big HDR uh, guys. That's what we talked about uh, when Trey was on last time. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, obviously, I use my own app and um, process my images and crop them. But I think, you know, somebody said, asked me, is like, oh, well, do you think it's okay to, you know, take your photos from your iPhone and, you know, bring them onto your computer and, you know, Photoshop them? Like, you know, why not? I mean, sometimes you get the most amazing moments with your iPhone because you can take it places that you can't take your camera. So if you get amazing shots, you know, crop them, do what you need to. And if you don't get that perfect frame or if you're taking street photography and, you know, you get a car that's just coming into the frame, you know, crop that out and um, it'll make your pictures so much better. Where Trey, help me out here because I'm trying to find the... Uh... The golden mean setting in, in in Lightroom here, and I'm not sure if I... There's a button you can press. I think it's T or L, and it toggles through all the different uh, presets ah. of the overlay. Okay. See, that's one of the things that's a little tricky about Lightroom is they have a lot of hidden uh, hidden buttons in here. So let Yeah, me, you'll, you'll never find that one. Let me it's, pick a uh, picture. It's hockey, though. Here's a little picture of my wife and... I, not our baby, some baby. So I, I'm going to press. The, I'm going to press. Here's a picture the, of your wife stealing a baby. From yeah, apparently stealing a baby. Do I have to go into develop uh, and then press T or uh, pull up the crop tool and ah, drag the crop, crop tool, tool across it? Ah. So this, by default, I don't know if you can see it, but the hairlines on here are in fact thirds. So I can change this to perhaps have a different uh, a different cropping on here and have the rule of rule of hooby dooby. Of, golden rule of, of the golden move. All right. I get it anyway. So I would so move. Like Lisa gonna, says, would I, would you say move? Fine. Would you say move the kids' eyes so that they're somewhere else? Surely well, not. This is a different kind of photos because in this photo you have two subjects. Right. You have a, a two people. Right. And so I the like rules the of composition are a little more shifty in that situation. If you just have one object like a a coffee cup ah, or a I stop see. sign. It's a lot more simple. Now, where would Here, I would I put the eyes on the thirds? Would I put the nose? I what usually put the eyes. Put the eyes. Yeah, the eyes. Yeah, okay. that's where you. That's the money in any portrait is is the eyes, and you want to draw the focus to that point. And it, and and to reiterate, it's okay to import your iPhone photo and do that. <laughs> yeah. Why? why the heck not? <laughs> but I bet you guys have both worked long enough that you kind of don't even have to see those guides anymore. That you kind of know. Where that, yeah, you, you, you just eyeball it. Yeah, but the one thing um, that I did want to mention with, um, you know, portrait shots, especially when you have, you know, an iPhone, you have to know that the iPhone isn't taking, um, you know, it's not a 35 millimeter sort of focal length. It's more like a 28 millimeter focal length, which is really wide and it often makes people look, 
not so great. Especially if you're close in yeah, there and their really, nose gets really yeah, big. Yeah, if you're close up, you can get warping, you know, forehead warping and, and nose warping. So That actually explains a lot because I take a lot of pictures of myself with my iPhone. <laughs> And well, I tell you, you there's a lot of warping <laughs> going on in there. I, I really think that's significantly. My nose isn't that big, is it? I don't. I don't think so. Anyway. So I mean, that's definitely one thing that Way you can. Way too much warping. <laughs> that you can do to to improve portrait shots is just sort of take a step back, back and, off. And um, you know, if you need to, you can crop in a little bit more. Right. Um, and uh, don't use the zoom. So tip one. <laughs> Consider your framing your composition. Framing your shots. Notice um, background elements, especially if you're shooting portraits. Um, watch out for things coming in frame. Um, pay attention to not cropping off, you know, limbs and that kind of thing. Just everything you'd pay attention to in normal photography, um, you know, sort of carry with you through um, your iPhone photography. And if you do have... Um, you know, a grid on the iPhone app that you're using. It's something that I use to sort of be, you know, be more aware of what's going on. Um, tip, tip two. Tip two. Low light is one of the biggest problems. Low light for, is bad light. It's bad light. And we talked about that last episode on how to deal with that with a, a DSLR. Now, obviously with, you know, a, a camera phone, it's, you can't do any of those things. You can't increase your ISO. You can't. Um, you know, change your aperture. So I took a p picture of you uh, here in the studio just a minute ago, mm -hmm. and it, it feels like we've got a lot of light here, but it it came out extremely uh, grainy, and it was kind of kind of disappointing as a result. Um, and of course, this is with the with the iPad, and I, but I don't know if you could see, but there's a, just a ton of grain. Yeah, so would have been better with more light, huh? So yeah, the two main problems are are noise and blur. And for noise, really, the only remedy is getting more light. Right. And, you know, it's it's not always an option. But, you know, if I'm in a dark restaurant, I will physically, like, take the, the candle and put it closer to my subject. Right. Right. Um, you know, or if I'm indoors, I'll try to move lights. lights. Yeah. 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 I mean, just whatever you can do. It, it You know, that's sort of one of the main, like, a lot of shots you see from um, camera phones are from concerts and that kind of thing. And there's really nothing you can do to improve that other than using, um, you know, your flash. Now, I don't know, um, Trey, what your feelings are on um, the flash on the iPhone and whether you use it. Um, it is something you can use for um, if you're taking pictures of people and you really just need that shot and it's really, really dark and you can't do anything about it, you can use the flash. Um, so, Trey, what, what are your feelings on the flash? <laughs> well, I don't, uh, I don't like using the flash because it, uh, it makes things look unnecessarily artificial. If you're just trying to capture a, a moment with some friends and not trying to be artistic, then it's fine. But otherwise, it can really mess things up. And one of the people's biggest problems with the flash is they don't realize the distance limitations of the flash. And Especially on a phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I, it really bothers me when I'm at, at a sports stadium or someplace where people are really far away. And you see all these flashes going off. And <laughs> I know. What, it cracks me up. I was at a Neil Diamond concert. Well, no, I, something like a Neil Diamond. All right, I was at a Neil Diamond concert. <laughs> And 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 Neil comes out on the stage and the, and the place lights up. Yeah. But you know, all you're doing is lighting the back of the guy's head. 
in yeah. front of you because yeah. you and can't re- reach Neil. You really have to watch that because that's exactly what will happen and you're just going to light any fore- sorry. foreground element. So in that case, definitely it's not worth using a flash. Uh, the only the flash th- on these phones is probably even shorter. I mean, it's it's like you might be able to get you know a foot yeah. ahead of you. I mean, I know some... some um, other devices other than the iPhone have better flashes. I don't know if you have a, an experience. Some of the with... Android uh, devices have three or four LEDs, but an LED flash is still not a very yeah. good flash. So, I mean, use it if you have to, but, um, you know, another way to sort of prevent another problem is blur. Obviously, you know, you see a lot of blurry iPhone photos, even photos that are taken you know, in, in sort of normal lighting conditions, you'll see a lot of blur. And so, you know, a lot of apps have um, stabilization built in. So you can, you know, set stabilization and it'll take the picture when your phone is the most stable. You can also set a timer. So if you're taking a picture mm-hmm. of of yourself, um, you know, and your friend, you can set your timer to, you know, go off in two seconds and that way it'll be a lot more stable. Um, there uh, are there are phone apps, iPhone apps that uh, like ClearCam that will, and you have a, sta- a stability feature. In, yeah, in yeah. The, yeah. The, how does that work though? So it's, it's just, you know, you set it and then when when the phone is the most still, like when it's, it when you stop. It kind of is aware sh- of it because of the gyroscope and the. Uh, yeah, it will take uh, the shot. When, so if you have shaky hands, it's something right. that you can, you can use, um, for that um also like you know just like little things like setting it if i'm um you know like the bay bridge is here and it's dark but i've got a railing or some kind of wall i'll set my phone on the wall and i'll set a timer and then take the shot you know when it's still you can also if you're um at a restaurant or something i'll often use like a glass i'll turn a glass upside down and set my phone on that or you can use I, i i was reading about you know, and people said there's like a hand grip technique <laughs> where you can grip your hand and like... <laughs> sure, that's perfect. <laughs> or, you know, shoot, you know, with with two hands, like like hold your right. your phone as, as if it was... Uh, You've got of, some little tripods. These are designed for... I do, yeah. I don't I don't have the one that I really want, which is the, the glyph, which is a lot smaller. But yet, I mean, these are things that if you know you're going to a place, you can, it's like got a suction cup. And that's, you, a, that's a gorilla pod with a, a suction gorilla cup. A gorilla pod. Yeah. You got your suction cup thing. There's also, um, you know, a tripod that's from that... from biz, the iPad. Yeah. yeah, this one. And this one's good because like if you do have like both an Android and an iPhone, you can like they both fit in. And then you can just, um, you know, mold it to whatever phone. And it has sort of a, a tripod um, attachment. So you can attach it to a regular tripod. So if you're really getting, you know, really hardcore into, right. um, you know, camera phone photography, you can get something like this. Um, I looked up a bunch of DIY stuff and it was, they were epic. I, mean, I have an Owly. You know about the Owly? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, they say for shooting video, but it would work just as well for a, a still picture. I, I should have brought it in. I, I, I wasn't thinking about this. It's a heavy piece of metal that you yeah. jam your iPhone in. It has a wide-angle lens, so you don't have to use it, but you could put, it's got threads for other lenses. Mm-hmm. It's got, it comes with little microphones to get better audio. This is for video, but, but it would also be, I think, helpful. It even has threads, so you could put a, yeah. a tripod in it. I mean, there's... I mean, That's if a Bubo, you, B-U-B-O from O-W-L-E dot com. There, there's so many different tripods um, that you can get, and they're all sort of reasonably priced. I mean, if you plan on doing 
sort of this I more think maybe you spend more money on a camera than on a tripod <laughs> yeah. for your phone. I mean, it, it sort of defeats the purpose if you're bringing, you know, if you've got like, oh, okay, yeah. I'm what, have bring this. Looks a- <laughs> what have you really I gained? mean, I'm kind of used to having, you know, bags and bags full of stuff with me at all times. But, you know, there have been times when I'll just head out with just my iPhone and it's so freeing to just sort mm-hmm. of get out there. And, and that kind of leads into tip three, which well, before is... Before you do that, I, oh, Trey said something that was yeah. kind of, I thought very uh, important and I didn't want to gloss over it, is which is consider what you're taking the picture for. So it may be that if it's just a fun picture of friends and family, you don't care if there's a little bit of grain in it. Mm-hmm. Consider, yeah. consider what you're two using. Kinds of, there's two kinds of photography. One is just kind of re- recording your life, and the other is making art. And, uh, it doesn't have to always be art. It doesn't always have to be art. No, not at all. And, and uh, a lot of these things that Lisa's showing, they're, they're pretty handy. But when you start carrying a bunch of junk around for your, for your phone... You might as well just get a decent sized DSLR. <laughs> get a camera. That's you not the point of the show. The <laughs> get a freaking camera. No, I, it's funny because I bought the Owly because uh, we're going to shoot video at NAB. But but then I'm thinking, you know, I could use a, 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 your S95, your Canon, and would get yeah. and be fine. So you're you're right. You can kind of go overboard with with doodads for the uh, the phone. Nevertheless, I think it's important to note that. The iPhone 4 is a great camera. Having it there for pictures of family and friends, for what we used to call snapshots, it doesn't have to be. Every shot doesn't have to be fine art. It's a snapshot. No, but I... It doesn't have to be fine art, but um, you'll notice that now on Facebook, everybody is constantly uploading photos, right? right? And there is a soft social pressure to upload high-quality photos, photos that are slightly better than your friend's photos, so that um, there's a little bit of a soft snowballing competition going on here, which is very kind of of cool. That's why I stopped using Instagram. (laughs) I I swear to God, I felt inadequate because... People were, this was fine art that I was seeing here. I can't compete with that. I, well, yeah, I think. I got to talk you going into going back into Instagram, Leo, because it gives a chance for all emerging artists to really kind of explore their craft because. I was just like, taking I, pictures I, of what I was up to. Dumb me. <laughs> no, but even if you're just showing what you're into, if you take a little bit extra time to compose it, like I, I follow you on Instagram and I remember you, you were, uh, you're getting a massage and you took a picture of the massage table and you said, happy beginnings. Right. And you, I could tell you actually took a bit of time positioning the phone in a certain position so that you, you got it in the right yeah, place. That's so true. That's there's true. not, a, there's not a lot of difference between having it like 20 degrees up and 20 degrees down. No, but, but it, when you, it does train that, you, doesn't it? It trains you to think does. about that. And so I guess there is some value to that. And I and won't every be intimidated. Time you make that decision, you get better. Yeah, I won't be intimidated. But if you go to the popular section on Instagram, man, these guys. Of course, some of these are SLR photos, right? These are not. Well, that's the thing with Instagram is it's they're not necessarily taken on Instagram. You can right. take them on any but device, the, but and that's then upload that, them. that's that social pressure you're talking about, Trey. Because because if you're posting on places, not just Facebook, but places like Instagram, there is pressure, isn't there? Well, there's there's pressure, but it's sort of a, a good pressure in that it drives uh, the little artistic piece of you forward. And you'll notice that all these people that are on Instagram now, this is the first time they're getting really positive, That's interesting true. feedback on their photos. They're getting That's a bunch true. of likes. And so now these people are, are suddenly, you know, maybe they missed that, that Flickr wave uh, back five or six years ago when everyone was doing favorites and it adding is, comments. It is the new Flickr, isn't it? 
Yeah. It's a great way to get feedback. And you'll notice that sometimes you'll put up a photo that gets 10 likes, and then you might put up a photo that only gets two likes. You'll be like, hmm, that one's more popular than that mm. one. And then you'll start shooting more what people like because just like you inherently know what's beautiful, the, the internet also knows what's beautiful. And it will give you this kind of feedback. Bastards. <laughs> and, and if you want to really be intimidated, go to the popular section because there's always, there's so many good photos. <laughs> to me, uh, I think, I feel like, Facebook is the new Flickr. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Because so many people are on it. Um, not only your family and your friends and your coworkers, uh, but other photographers. And it just offers a, the, the most simple way to share your photos to everyone you know. I want to give some credit to John Johnson, who is very active uh, on Instagram doing tips and he is like you guys. We should get John on at some point because he's like you guys in, in, in the same thing. He's encouraging people to take more pictures. And his tips, uh, that's what they're all about. He'll give people assignments. Uh, it's, it's really cool. I follow him on Flickr. I'm sure uh, you know almost all of the Flickr users are aware of him. But if you're not, uh, look for John Johnson. He does some really interesting uh, stuff. Here's, his, here's one of his. I was just looking for uh, one of his Insta tips. It's a little... <laughs> little thing across the bottom so you can find it quickly and then he talks about just various tips and most of the stuff he does is with a camera phone so similar to this it's it's an inspirational moment and all right you talked me into a tray <laughs> no it's good back. because as people get more creative on instagram or any of these sharing networks once you hit that rhythm you start to see a little bit into people's souls yeah and I like, for example, I follow all these people I don't even know in real life right. on Instagram. I follow this this girl in Japan. Yeah, and just through her so photos, I've gotten a, a little bit of <laughs> I've gotten a little bit of a crush on this girl because she just takes the most amazing photos of the simplest things. Yeah. Um, she might aim the camera up at some trees, and she just has this uh, this sort of Fibonacci rivulets of of uh, tree branches that go up into the sky, and there's something just um, silently beautiful about this. And she does it again and again and again. And um, I don't know anything about her, but I'm just kind of fascinated by these things that she sees that I think I notice a lot of little details here and there, but she does in a slightly different way. And it's uh, it's really interesting to It's explore. good training. I agree with you. I, I've definitely noticed that. Uh, I started a sharing site, Mostly 365, where I encourage people to share a photo every day. And I go and I look at these photos every day and just seeing people's lives. I remember sort of three or four years ago when I started my blog and I was looking for other blogs to follow and there really weren't that many. And just getting a glimpse on someone's life in a different country is, is so appealing. And that's sort of what I love about mobile photography is that truly everyone has the ability to do this yeah. and share this. And, and that's what I really want to encourage people to do is instead of sitting on these photos that you take every day, share them, share mm -hmm. them with us. I mean, even if it's even if it's just a, a, a seemingly mundane shot to you, to me, it's it's something interesting because it's, you know, something I've never seen before, maybe. And look I, at that shot. That's an Instagram shot. And I'm pretty sure a camera phone shot. That's just amazing. You know, people are really there's a lot of creativity. There's a lot of text Oh, it's an Italian. It's Italian. <laughs> That's the other thing is, as you said, Trey, these are people all over the world. Don't just follow your friends. My suggestion would be follow some people from the popular section. 
and so forth because you, it is you really do learn and and uh, it's mostly 365.com is that free to use yeah 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 you just have to tweet out your photo and oh, put it, a hashtag. it's automatic yeah put a hashtag oh. mostly 365 and you know you can like pictures that you oh, see and so and i can go back this is kind of cool i can go back day by day this is almost yeah, like the day s- in the life only it's every day yeah yeah Look at this, some very professional stuff in here. And and a lot of it are just people. I mean, some people just take a picture of their shoe every day. I mean, it, it's it's like whatever you want to make of it. It's just the fact that you're doing it. And I think a lot of people get intimidated when they first sort of get into photography and they see all these amazing pictures yeah, and they, they look at their yeah, they look yeah. at their pictures and they're oh, well yeah. my pictures are no good. But but it's not about that. It's it's yes, it what's is. what <laughs> It is. I, I feel oh, terrible. No. My pictures are you know, mundane. Don't you feel like they're mundane sometimes? Let me ask you guys. You you guys are pros. You must sometimes look at your pictures and go, boy, I that's... never like my photos. Okay, see. I see all, see the, all the flaws in, in them. Do you force yourself anyway to, to I fo- force myself to post them, and when I post them, and then I receive feedback, and, and you know, I, I you learn. get encouraged. Yeah, I, I become sort of a stronger person for doing it it's so easy to just sort of keep them all to yourself and have and you know sort of look through them and be oh this isn't good enough this isn't good enough well just post them i mean look at the sheer volume of pictures we see every single day why can't your shot be one of them yeah trey you feel the same way you look at your pictures sometimes and go why me (laughs) 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 no because your pictures are uniformly gorgeous you don't. Well, ta- you never take uh, a bad picture. No, no, no. Uh, I, you know, every day I post a new photo on the blog, and that takes a long time. And I write about it. This is this is a lot of very hard work to keep this blog going. Every I, I don't single know day. how you do it. It's uh, it's very hard. But this is this is the path that I've chosen. But it's the kind of hard work that I love. Now, that one photo that you see every day usually is pretty darn good. But what you don't see are the yeah. thousands of photos that I did not choose to mm. put up. And I, I think see. this this process of self curation is very important. You know, the, we're all kind of these internet tech bubble type people, right? Right. And we have um, uh, this. Uh, uh, we understand what uh, curation is on the internet, but the, the curation word really comes from uh, you know a curator of a museum, and it's their job to choose which fifty photos to hang in the museum out of the thousands that are available. And I think each person should become the curator of their own museum and put up the best of the best. And just that process of self-curation will inevitably lead you to a process of creating better and better and more beautiful photos. So a photo a day. Everybody, you all must commit to it. This is, <laughs> yeah, no, this I, don't, is, I don't think you should take Trey's, a new photo every day. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> this is Trey's um, photo today, the gate in Malibu. Good, just gorgeous. But now you didn't probably take that today. No, I took that a couple of weeks ago in California. So you go through pictures that you took a while ago and you pick one each day. That's right. Yeah. 685 right. so far. I think, but that leads to your tip number three, which, yeah, is, which is take take, lots of pictures. Take lots of photos. <laughs> yeah. Just as Trey was saying, for every, even my iPhone photos, for every one photo that I post, I've taken 10 not so great ones. Right. And, you know, really sort of committing to a shot. A lot of people sort of just, you know, take, they'll see a sunset and they'll be like, okay, just one snap and, and we're done. But really sort of exploring different angles and especially if you're dealing with 
people like getting that the the perfect expression takes a lot of shots and and taking sort of I mean 10 to 1 is sort of an, a nice place to be uh but but it could be worse I'm a thousand to one <laughs> no seriously so, okay. Lisa let's uh let's see all the rejects of that lollipop photo that you took <laughs> no no Trey that, that's now you're just if being you, if you really want to teach us you're just being prurient the there's yes. one where the Pokemon is on the <laughs> but certainly, yeah, self-portraits. Oh, gosh, I don't even know how many I, I probably took of that. Some were out of focus. Some were just, like, absolutely dreadful. <laughs> but, That's a hard one because you are you are not behind the camera when you're doing a self-portrait. Yeah. So you do take far more than 10 to yeah, 1 when you're but doing I, a But I really do take a lot of iPhone photos. and I was going to say, you could probably have taken that lollipop photo with an iPhone even. I mean, really. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, the tricky thing with the iPhone is that it does have that front-facing camera, but it's so bad. It's not as good as the other one? Yeah, it's it's really... So, so an iPhone has two cameras. It has one in the front, and then it has one in the back, and this is like 10 times better. Yeah, it really is. It's but five it's, megapixels compared to it's, one. It's harder. I mean, if you can see yourself in the photos, right. you know, obviously you can take a better photo, but, right. um, you know, getting back to... To my to my Take point about lots take, taking pictures. lots of photos and and the one great thing about about a camera phone is you don't get in trouble for shooting in all kinds of places. I get yelled at on a daily basis for having my five D anywhere. Just what are you doing? Why do you have that camera? What do you you know? But when you have a cam- a camera phone, you can <laughs> just, just you, can, you can literally sneak in and take shots of almost any place and it's really freeing and and sometimes you get better shots that way especially if you're doing street photography sometimes you can capture the shots you know you can get at a really low angle you can just hold it by your side and capture these sort of really nice moments that you wouldn't be able to get if you approach someone with with a big camera yeah i agree yeah all right i'm gonna st- i'm gonna sell all my gear <laughs> and I'm just going to use the, the iPhone and I'll post a picture a day on mostly365.com and Instagram. My pledge to you. You want to buy a old 5D Mark II? <laughs> no, Cheap. come on, come right, on. I'll keep it. You talked me into it. We're going to take a break. Lisa Bettany is here. MostlyLisa.com. Uh, and of course, Trey Radcliffe, StuckInCustoms.com. Two good places to get lots of photography information. And uh, don't forget, Mostly365.com. And I, all I have to do is put a hashtag. Hashtag Mostly365. And it will just automatically and go And it there. automatically. And you can post it on anything. You can post it on Instagram and it will It will posts. take it from Instagram? Yep. Plixie oh, or so Quip could, Pick or So anything. I can use Instagram. Yeah. Make sure I tweet it with the Mostly365 yep. hashtag and you'll suck that picture right in here. Yep. And it gives it gives other people a chance to sort of have a daily glimpse into people's lives and, um, you know, they can like them or... This is a really neat idea. It's just, it's, it's, it's a this. friendly idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it should be a really friendly place and there's no nastiness there. There's no nasty comments. Well, there's no commenting. Yeah. <laughs> there's, that's a, there, you know, I mean, it's nice to have comments like on Instagram to get some feedback, but you're yeah. right. Sometimes the comments Sometimes it's just nice to, yeah, it's nice to look at things without mean comments. How'd you like to go on a photo adventure, my friends? <laughs> you can. We're doing a another photo walk. I, these are so much fun. This one I'm going to be on, uh, along with uh, Lisa Bettany. This uh, edition of Mostly Photo brought to you by Ford and the 100% reinvented 
Ford Explorer, perfect for your adventures on the road. If you, uh, let me tell you, I am a big fan, as you know. I have my, my, my Mustang. I'm a big fan of Ford vehicles. And uh, we're getting an Explorer. Uh, we're going to take an Explorer down to NAB, and I can't wait. Uh, the new 2011, com- completely redesigned, beautiful, clean, and modern. It looks both refined and rugged at the same time. You feel like, you know, you'd be fine going to the opera in it, but if you're going to be going off-road on a mostly photo adventure... So you're leaving the Mustang at home. You know, it's not really ideal. It's not very comfortable. For a photo adventure. <laughs> it's not it's fun to drive. Have I taken you for a ride? I've ridden in the back. <laughs> All the way. <laughs> really? Of my Oh, Dane rode you. Dane, up. yeah, drove Andy oh. and Akko and I from from And you were in the back seat? Yeah, it was a bit I'm bumpy. so sorry. <laughs> so no. we got a lot more room in you the You know, Explorer. we got to get the Explorer. <laughs> That's the thing. Next time the Explorer it is good looking. When you sit inside, the interior is a great, comfortable place, like your living room for you and your family. They've given an incredible amount of thought to detail and exceptional craftsmanship in everything you see. Lots of room to ample seating for you and your passengers, Lisa. Sorry. <laughs> Cargo space, too. Got to have that gear, the camera gear in the back. There are three rows of seats, room for up to seven. And if you fold down those second and third rows, you can get up to 80.7 cubic feet of space. And, of course, that great standard 3.5-liter V6 engine with 290 horsepower, 255 foot-pound of torque, towing capacity of up to 5,000 pounds. You know, Mikkel Oland, actually, when he would go uh, around to county fairs, would tow his darkroom around with him. Wow. <laughs> if he'd had this Explorer, man, he could have lived it up. The 2011 Ford Explorer, best in class, 25 Highway miles per gallon. you got to love that. And that four-wheel drive system. And don't forget the amazing My Ford Touch. That's sync on steroids. I mean, this thing, they've got, you know, you talk to your car, but it, it, it responds to touch controls, voice commands, entertainment, climate control, phone navigation. You've got two little screens behind the steering wheel. You've got the big LCD on the center column, the 8-inch touch screen in the stack. It is amazing. The five-way switches on the steering wheel. Never take your hands off the wheel or your eyes off the road. Don't forget, we're going to have another photo walk uh, coming up in Vegas. It's a, a part. We're going to be there for NAB, and so this is part mm-hmm. of that Monday. It says, wait a minute. It says on the website. We'll have to fix that. It says Saturday, Monday. I don't oh. think there's a, such a day. I believe we're talking Saturday, <laughs> April 11th. I wish Mondays felt like Saturday. Saturday, Monday. <laughs> no, it's going to be Saturday. It's Monday. Monday. Not Saturday. <laughs> so take the Saturday out. That was the old one. I think they got left in. Monday, April 11th, 7 p.m. We're going to meet at the Bellagio. So if you uh, go to mostlyphotoadventures.com, please RSVP because uh, we had 50 people. How many? 55 people? Something more, like that. Yeah, last a one. lot. I think even more. And it really is helpful if we get the RSVPs uh, from you. We're going to meet at the Fountains at the Bellagio, 7 p.m. on Monday, April 11th. Come we're going to do there. night. Obviously, night photography. Take pictures of the fountains and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be really fun. I'll be, I'll be so there. Bring too. your tripod if you have one. And we're gonna stream this one live. Oh boy! Yeah. <laughs> so you'll be on TV too. Yeah. Oh boy! Okay. Yeah. So bring your funny hat. <laughs> Where's my safari hat? I'll wear this. I will. So you recognize me, and I will use the chin strap. You really need some blinking lights for Vegas. <laughs> Maybe a, a. And if you come up to me and say good eye, mate, I'll give you a twit sticker. How about that? <laughs> All right, it's going to be a lot of fun. April 11th, Monday, 7 p.m. at the Bellagio. Come visit us. Trey, you're invited to. Do you, I don't, you're probably not going to the National Association of Broadcasters show. It'll be fun. By NASA to go do one of the final, final uh, shuttle Oh, launches. I'm going there, too. Maybe. You are. Uh, there's a, a, a podcast that covers these launches called Space Vidcast, spacevidcast.com. And they said, 
Leo, we're going to save a seat for you at the last launch, which is not actually the one you're going to because that one's in, I think, late June or early July. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's the yeah. last, so last the launch. Very last the launch. very cool. last launch. So you're going to take pictures at the launch? Yeah, I'm going to take a bunch of pictures. I'm going to, in you're fact, three, You know you're camera. three miles away. I'm going to be three miles away in the media area, but I'm going to take another camera and put it close enough so that it gets melted down. Oh, my gosh. And then I'm going to have this uh, kind of this special uh, card in there that is all uh, covered with steel <gasps> so that I can still get the data out of the camera <laughs> after the camera's been crazy? destroyed. That's awesome. <laughs> that is so cool. Now, okay, so you're going to get some close-up pictures using that. What kind of camera are you going to allow to be melted? Well, I don't know. Probably a an old D eighty or a D seventy or something like that. Really? That's yeah. Why not? That's good of you to sacrifice that. I have a D seventy. <laughs> you can borrow if you want. Actually, borrow half because uh, I won't get it back, will I? A little slag heap, no. little puddle, little plastic. No, it's a one way ticket. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> now, when then you're it, three miles away, what kind of lens do you use for that? I'm just going to go big and fast. I've got two cameras: a D three X. And a D3S. Yeah. D3X uses 24 megapixels, and the D3S is half of that. And I'll probably put, you know, 500 millimeter and go as low as I can on the f-stop. I'm, I don't have those lenses, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna borrow them from borrow lenses. You rent, rent them. Yeah, rent them. Wow. Yeah. You're not gonna tell them you're gonna put it next to the rocket ship. No, no. <laughs> no, I'm teasing you. I'm teasing. I know. I know. $5,000 lenses, but I will melt down the little camera, though. So how many millimeters is that $5,000 lens? Oh. It's like 1,000 millimeters? A lot of millimeters. Wow. Yeah, a lot Very of millimeters. Cool. I actually oh, wow. saw some of those lenses at the Olympics. They had sort of every... I got to go behind the scenes at Canon, and they had all those That's lenses, cool. and they were pretty sexy. Yeah. But we're talking about iPhone photography. Yeah, this is the exact opposite. <laughs> the exact the opposite. opposite. You, you can, can still take snaps. You millimeter lens to your, to your iPhone. That is actually one of the most frustrating things about a camera phone is if it is an event that's far away, a sports event, yeah. a, a building, anything, they do, they're really only for close-up, aren't they? I mean, you cannot... You really got to move your body close to the action. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the, that's the only thing to, to kind of keep in mind. Even like uh, beach photos or sunsets, they, you just can't. But, uh, but if you are at a launch, there's something so satisfying about just, you know, posting that photo immediately. Like you could just take that photo, right. post it, and it could be out. And a lot of even news sources are using, you know, mobile sure. phone photos for news. Like they're the first photos that, that come out of any sort of major news event cnn i report is on instagram now you can follow them on instagram <laughs> so my suggestion if you're in a, something like that where you know you're not going to get a great shot because it's so far away take pictures of the people taking pictures or something nearby yeah i mean you can get a picture of of the action it's the not going to be great but you, you know yeah capture, capture sort of scene. what's happening around That's it yeah fun. so uh want to do do you want to do a DIY next, or do you want to do? Uh, I want to do questions? what's in what's in Trey's bag. What the hell's in your bag? Because Trey? we've been very Canon centric here, so I wanted to give some. Trey give did some mention the N word. Yep, yep, yep. He did mention you the N Canon centric. You guys, what's up? Nikon is fantastic. <laughs> no, in fact, I would have. Believe me, I would have a D three if I could afford a D three, and I had the muscle, the arm uh, muscle, yeah, to lift it. Beastie. 
No, actually, you know, Nikon doesn't pay me or anything. Um, I just grew up with Nikon, and uh, that's what I, I love, and I know the system, so I just stick with it. But I don't think there's a, a dime's worth of difference between Nikon and Canon. Oh, there is. <laughs> so, Trey, well, show us show us your, your, main, your main beastie. Okay, you want to see the bag, or do you just want to see some goodies out of the bag? I have my Nikon. I just went and got my Nikon just to prove that oh, I am wow. not an utter All cannon right. bigot. This is the D70 that I said you could melt. Oh, come on. But you know what? Now, th this is actually, that was my first uh, DSLR. I still have a great love uh, and affection for this camera. The reason it's here, it's our, it's our studio camera. So we're going right. to take pictures. Um, you know, I mean, it's not exactly, I can't remember how many megapixels. It's a great camera to start is. on for sure. Yeah, and if, you know... How many years old is this? Look at the back of it. Look at the size of that LCD. It's, yeah. It's no, not... The D70 is great. I, I use the D70 to take that photo of the fireworks in Austin that ended up go. in the Smithsonian. So there you go. So D70 is great. It, you know, it's it a actually fun... proves that any camera can take an amazing photo, right. uh, including uh, uh, mobile phone cameras like we're talking right. about today. You know, it's a, an interesting use for this. Uh, Bruce Dale, who uh, is a great photographer, National Geographic uh, for years, Took his D70. Of course, he doesn't shoot with a D70 anymore. He, I think he also shoots with the D3, as I remember. Uh, so he's an icon shooter as well. But he sent it to a company in Washington State that takes out the sensor and turns it into an infrared camera. Actually, uh, it's not yeah. a question of taking out the sensor. The sensor is already an infrared mm -hmm. sensor. It's just changing the filters in it. And he takes uh, some beautiful infrared shots, including a shot. You talked, Trey, about uh, getting one of your shots uh, in the Smithsonian. He has a shot at Arlington. He took an infrared shot of the uh, of the graves and the trees that's just stunning and is a giant panorama mm -hmm. uh, on display at Arlington National Cemetery. Cool. So you can do some, and that's with the D70, you can do some amazing shots. So that's two museums. So we have just one kicking around. Just <laughs> I keep waiting for that great shot to go in the, go into the uh, I'm, I'm hoping to get in the, uh, the Museum of Modern Art maybe. <laughs> Since we're talking. Since we're talking. So do you carry uh, the D70 body or, or anything like that around with you? or what, what, what Do you have a second body you carry around with you? Yeah, I take two cameras with me. My, my main camera is the Nikon D3X. That's my main uh, one that I keep on the tripod most of the time. And then my backup camera, my second camera, is the Nikon D3S. So I carry two big professional bodies with me all the time. What's the difference in the X and the S? The X uh, is 24 megapixels. Okay, so huge. Uh, the D3S is only 12 megapixels, oh. but it also shoots a lot faster. Right. Um, it's a lot better for sports or quick action. The D3S is even better at low light. It has a better sensor on it. It also does video. So there's a lot of differences. So what's what's your sort of main what lenses do you have on on your body bodies at all times well on the d3x um i have one of two lenses on most of the time um i either have the 14 to 24 uh which is a wide angle lens and there's a lot of landscape architecture photographers that love this lens it's fantastic um then my other big lens that i use uh a ton now is the 28 to 300 and it's got a huge range. It's not that fast, but I don't care about a fast lens because I'm usually on a tripod. 
And when you're on a tripod, you can let that shutter stay open for as long as you want to to collect the necessary light without any fear of shake. I felt I felt Trey's guns, and they're pretty spectacular. Yeah, those are heavy, <laughs> heavy cameras. Because he has it like on a tripod. Yeah. I take mine off, and I have a strap, and I. Yeah. But he he carries his every and a tripod, and he leads with it into into crowds into and battle. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do use it to clear the crowd, like a uh, uh, like Spartacus. How about you? <laughs> So what what sort of since we're talking about mobile photography, what do you use um, to to take pictures when you're when you don't have your your big cameras with you? Well, I'm an, I'm an Android user. Um, although I have uh, uh, I use my wife's iPhone a lot to take pictures, uh, but I also have an i. What uh, do you do? Do you say, "Honey, touch. give me your phone quick"? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, I, I use the Android a lot for mobile. Which uh, which Android do you like? Um, I got one from Europe, an unlocked one. I have a uh, HTC Desire. Oh, the Desire's great, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's a great phone. Not, uh, not the greatest camera, screen. though. You like the camera? Because I, I essentially have the you know the similar one, which is the, the Nexus One is kind of the earlier version of the Desire. But the, the camera's not super good. Well, it's, it's good enough for good mobile enough. photography. When it comes to mobile photography, I'm mostly interested in the subject matter, in the composition, in the shapes and the contrast that are there in the frame. Right. And you don't really care whether it's an 8-megapixel or 4-megapixel camera because 99% of these are shared online, and people never see them bigger than 500 pixels across. Well, that's so true. Yeah. as long as it looks good enough at 500 pixels across, that's all you want in a good mobile shot. Uh, there's going to be 1% of people that zoom into 100% and say, you know, you've got some pixelation down in the lower right-hand corner. You, but you know, if you them. had used a, a higher quality <laughs> image sensor, you might have gotten a, a better. See, so, you know, I just took a picture of, of Lisa with this with this camera. I mean, it's a typical camera phone picture because it's backlit. There's flaring from the light behind. But, you know, it actually did a better job, much better job than the iPad. So there you go. <laughs> I have to say, yeah. that's not, that there ain't bad, go. right? That ain't bad. And, yeah, and I had enough. it with me. Uh, yeah, yeah, and that's that's the real point there. Here's Jason Howell, and there's lunch. So there you <laughs> a go. A lot of food, a lot of food photos. You with, know, with we, <laughs> we didn't mention that, but that is truthfully what most people take pictures of most of the time: cats, kids, and food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've got to get people to stop using these dirty filters on their food because it always makes the food look kind of disgusting. No, none of those seventies filters, please, <laughs> on your food. Yeah. Lisa, do you have a food filter on we Camera have, Plus? We do have a food filter on Thank Camera Plus. God. It actually, it, it warms things up. So ah. it tries to get rid of um, that icky sort of... That greenish <laughs> Fluorescent, tinge. nasty light. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Is there one piece of gear, tray that no matter how much money I threw at you, you would not give up? Well, um, besides the camera. Let's not use the camera because we know that's... Obviously, your most valuable possession. Probably my my tripod, you're, which you're, is um, better than yours. Yeah. Do you, do you have it with you? Can you can you show us? Hey. All right. What do you got? So I had. So I showed off my fancy fancy gitso. People people asked about uh, a, a, another alternative to that one. If there are a number of gitso clones and knockoffs. Let's I, see what Trey a, has. Yeah. He's got a Gitso, it looks like. What okay, is that? so check this out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, I went to Argentina on this 40-kilometer hike through the Andes, and I was with these five Russians. 
every one of these Russians had this same tripod and they were swearing by it. I thought they were crazy until I started using it. And they were absolutely right. This thing is really awesome. What is yeah, that? It's uh, wonderful. Now, that's a so, hell of a head you got on there for one thing. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, well, so, <laughs> Not you, the, the tripod. Okay, so, uh, you know, the, for people that don't know about tripods, there's two parts to a tripod. There are the legs and there's the head. And they don't have to be from the same company. They're interchangeable, right. kind of like shower heads. Right. Okay. So in this case, they are both from the same company. The legs and the heads are both from really right stuff. Oh, that's the place. Yep. Now, yep. Let me show you uh, first the legs. Um, they're all carbon fiber. These are stronger and lighter than their Gitzo counterpart. And this just came out about uh, four months ago. So it's, it's brand new. Everything's machined and built um, here in the U.S. Not that that necessarily matters, but they do take great pride in all the machining and everything. So here's the cool thing about the head. Um, if you notice, um, everything is uh, angled off, so cores don't get caught on it. It's very oh, that's uh, nice. sleek. It's very nice. Now, this thing, a simple twist, allows you to move this head around uh -huh. uh, very smoothly, and then another very simple twist will tighten it like a rock, and then it's rock solid. And this thing doesn't move in the wind. Um, it's super light, even though it's uh, so big, and it's a lifesaver. I, it completes me. <laughs> yeah, Bruce Bruce Dale used one of their uh, pano heads and is a big fan of reallyrightstuff.com. They do amazing uh, stuff. Uh, not cheap, but Yeah, what, what's well the price made. point on that? Oh, it's a it's a couple thousand dollars. I got a picture I got to show you. This is uh this is of uh, Bruce Dale on the right, Peter Krogh on the left measuring the lightness of their gitzos. You see they're lifting wow. Bruce wins, he's lifting his with his pinky. So. It doesn't seem really scientific. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, this is what happens when photographers get together. They they do things like that. Yeah, uh, it's kind of like Tiger Woods bouncing a, uh, a ball on his sand. Yeah, board. it's pretty much the same silliness. Yeah, that was <laughs> that that was a fun trip, and those are two of my favorite photographers who we will get on the show uh, at some point. Uh, Bruce, thirty years with National Geographic, has some amazing tales. To tell. Okay, you want me to show you some other goodies? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so he so, would never give up his brand new tripod. What's that? No. This is um, an 85 Prime. So you might ask, say, Trey, why would you want an 85 Prime when you have a 50 Prime and yeah. all these other things? So Prime, Prime means it's not a zoom. It's just 85 and nothing else. It's only 85, right? Yeah. And it's uh, F1.4. And here's the reason that... Um, uh, when I say it, it will make sense, and then you might want to run out and get one. Now, so you guys have probably shot with a 50-millimeter prime. And I'm sorry, Lisa, we're getting away from um, uh, mobile photography, but it is kind of what's in my bag. And so what happens with this uh, 85 prime is that you can stay outside of this radius of intimacy in that when you're inside the radius, when you're inside this... Um, uh, the area for the 50 millimeter lens, you might notice that people get a little bit um, uncomfortable, right? Their facial expressions change because they yeah. know that you're sort of inside that you're in their personal space. Intimacy, yeah. Right? yeah. And when you use this 85, you're back far enough so that people look natural and you get these subtle micro expressions that can make some magical pictures. It's great for kids. 
It's great for events. It's great for parties because you can be a little bit on the periphery and still be taking pictures as long as you're not giving off that uh, creepy uncle photography vibe. (laughs) then you're going to be getting some good stuff. My, my, my son actually insists that I'm about 800 feet away from any event that he's at with it, <laughs> if I have a camera. That's actually the same. That's my main uh, portrait lens as well, the 85. I and heard 105. Was, 105 know. was maybe the, the, the exact right uh, photo lens. You think 85 is better than 105? Uh, I, I mean, that that's it's what same I've ballpark, always... ballpark, right? Really? Yeah, yeah, I I mean, especially if, you're, if I'm using like uh, um, off-camera strobes and stuff, I right. still need to be... Closer. close enough right. and you don't want to be too far away that you're sort of i mean you see these fashion shoots where people are using you know a 200 millimeter and they're sort of like shouting directions to the model so right. you want to be still like close enough that you're you're able to give directions right so here's another goodie that you'll like actually um it's very cheap make it quick because we're almost out of time okay this is a, a bottle cap tripod and <laughs> so like you can it. just screw it onto like oh, any Aquafina oh, bottle cool. and it's tiny that's and, great. Um, it fits anywhere. Where do you get that? I think I got it from Photo Jojo. Yeah, is right, Photo Lisa? Jojo is a great site for. I love Photo Jojo. That's where I got my Canon lens mugs. Yeah, yeah. I actually <laughs> got one like when they came out. Like the Canon guys at the Olympics gave me these yeah, mugs. Yeah, that's where the idea came from. They had them at the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. no. You very, got the real deal. They're very cool. And yeah, Photo Jojo has a, a bunch of sort of um, mini tripods and stuff that you can use for your. To various like I want point a and shoots or... what a great idea yeah Trey thank you so much for being here sure you bet I enjoyed it Trey Ratcliffe is a great photographer we talked with him in one of our early shows that I don't think was released as a show but it must exist somewhere and we'll find a way to release that as a show about HDR it was our beta one of our in fact I think it was our first episode our beta episode uh, but we'll have you back real soon of course uh you can go to stuckincustoms.com to see his daily photo and to get his HDR videos. Really, really worthwhile training in high uh, dynamic range reco- uh, photography. Thank you, Trey. Thank you, Leo. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you. Lisa Bettany, thank you for being here. <laughs> Don't forget uh, to go to mostlyphotoadventures.com. That's our website. And come, uh, out, come out to the photo walk. And for if, the photo walk, and if yep. you can't make it, make start your own. Yeah. Get your a, friends, get your point. family, head out. Make, start a start a group, start a Facebook group, and just get out and shoot and and start sharing your photos if you don't. I'm Lisa, watching you. Lisa's blog is mostlylisa.com, but take a look at mostly365.com. I'm going to start tagging my photos. Yeah. So I can put mine up there, but only the good ones. Oh, don't, be, don't be scared. Don't forget Camera Plus on the iPhone. It is awesome. It's a must-have. Actually, we should mention Trey's application. Trey's got an application, too. 100 cameras. 100 cameras in one. Yes. <laughs> that's also a great boy there's a lot of good apps out there that's one of the things that I we didn't really touch on but one yeah. of the reasons to use a camera phone is all the apps all the apps that, that can be another another episode another but episode we're just getting day. you out there shooting that's right I'm Leo Laporte <laughs> you just call me Crocodile Leo we'll see you next time on Mostly Photo see I'm ready I just have the I need the vest